Azeroth, a history, is recorded in Treaty 1 territory, the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and the homeland of the Métis Nation. Welcome to Azeroth, a history look into the history of Azeroth and how it pertains to World of Warcraft today. I'm your co-host, Bam Bam Anderson. And I'm your co-host, Tony Stark, a.k.a. Senpai. So it's been a while since we recorded. It has. Um, but we kind of went through a lot of shit. Yeah. But everything that we kind of were doing was in lead up to when we finally get to start talking about Shadowlands. Yeah. Yay. Couldn't dare to talk about anything else until we could talk about Shadowlands is what I, it was. I mean, it was, I had to lay the groundwork in so many fucking situations. Goddamn. And one of them comes up in this episode. So, <laughs> so you know, we're there. Um, so let's see. So this is, uh, the way I'm structuring this, I'm going through the 50 to 60 uh, leveling bit first um except i'm only going through part of it right now because there's it was getting long um and then i'll i'm gonna do the covenant story stuff and the raid story stuff a little bit later so expect a lot of ep shadowlands episodes <laughs> coming on um but yeah uh so this one we've already gone through the maw like we've already talked about like our first time going through the maw meeting darian finding uh, Jaina and Goel and Bane and Anduin. So we're going to start off right where we get to Oribos, the Eternal City. Sorry, you sounded like you were going to say something. I know, but then I couldn't think of anything to say. So. <laughs> you know? Fair. <laughs> it's been a while. My rhythm's a little rusty. Give me it's, a minute. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, so we pop out from the mall. And onto, like, basically, like, a little deck at the edge of the city, which is kind of nice. And we try to communicate with the guards that we see in front of us. And we're like, hey, yeah, we're, y you know, we, we escaped the ba. Um, I guess take us to your leaders. <laughs> and so... <laughs> and so we go see some of the overseers. And, like, this is a huge deal. And it is kind of, like, drilled down. Like, this is a big deal. A mortal soul has never made it to the city. Um, like, in the and way that we it's have. it's not even just one, it's like a whole ass group of y'all. Yep, it's everybody that plays. And then, um, escape from the Maw itself is said to be impossible. So this could mean that the prison is weakening. Um, and like, it's a big deal. Like, this, this, this is not something that should technically happen. Um, but we are introduced to Tal and Nara, the on honored voice of the Arbiter. Who tells us that when we came out, the Arbiter has stirred for the first time in a long while. And so we kind of get, like, a little bit of a rundown of what this place is. Uh, and then we go visit the Arbiter. Um, so we go to where she kind of, like, is... I can't really say sits, because she, she floats, but she's also not moving, so... <laughs> um, but we're shown what usually should happen. Orobo serves as a focal point for the souls leaving the realms of the living, and they pass through, and then they get sorted into their various afterlives that they're meant for. And, you know, you see the souls, like, streaming through the city and, like, out into the, the different places. Um, but something has happened. Uh, one important thing I want to point out, though, time doesn't work in the Shadowlands the way it works for everything else. We don't really know how it works. Okay. But, but we, like, it. it's weird. I don't know. Weird timey-wimey bullshit. It's a timey-wimey, willy-wobbly mess. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just, it's, it's, time is, time is a flat circle. <laughs> um, but we're not sure how long ago it actually was, but something has struck the Arb Arbiter, rendering her unconscious. Um... <laughs> And then Talonara is like, yeah, this is the first time she's, like, moved at all in many cycles was when you came to the city. So, like, something's up here. <laughs> and so 
but because she's out of commission, souls aren't actually being sorted, and they're specifically being sent straight into the Maw, and it's led to a drought within many of the realms, including Orbos, um, and yeah, it's not good. How does souls going to the Maw lead to a drought? Because instead of the- okay, so souls have a uh, power called anima, kind of, like, in them, I guess? Okay. And so, like, that kind of, like, when they go to, we'll say Bastion, for example, when they go to Bastion, that anima gets stored over there so that they can then use it for, you know, everything. Like, it feeds the wildlife, it uh, powers constructs, it, it it'll... So it's, it's like their soul energy source that is then recycled back into the environment from which they came? Kind of, yeah. Okay, yeah, sounds good. I mean, it's a little bit more complicated than that, like, because there's more to it than just that, but that that is a huge component of souls going to the Shadowlands in the first place. Because um, we're going we're to kind of see, like, not all souls, but that doesn't happen to all souls, but, like, it also... We'll get into it. <laughs> um, but with it just going straight to the Maw, nobody else is getting that anima power. Only the Maw is. It's only going to the Maw. Mm-hmm. Shit. Who's behind the maw? The jailer. The jailer? The jailer. Can the jailer, like, amass energy? That's what we're going to get into. Has he got batteries? That's what we're going to get into. What's he going to do with it? <laughs> That's actually what we're going to get into right away. <laughs> awesome. I'm in for the ride. So Talonara kind of gives us a glimpse into, like, who the jailer is. Um, saying that he's he's filled with hatred for the Arbiter for whatever reason, and if she were to be struck down, it would bring an end to everything the First One's created. Oh, um, shit. Yep. So, we don't really know what that means yet, but that's what we're told so far. <laughs> um, so we go back to the Overseers, and then, like, we, we keep talking to them. We use a piece of the Helm of Domination that we have, uh, that Darian gave us when we were still in the Mob. And we call Bolvar and some of its Death Knights to the city. They're able to, like, make a little portal through for themselves. From Azeroth. And... Oh, shit. The Overseers are like, what? Are you fucking... Why are there more living things in the city? <laughs> this isn't normal. This isn't what usually should happen. So, we, we you know, we establish some portals back to Azeroth so that, like, we can... Every, you know, people can pass through, whatever. Um, and a bunch of characters that we know end up making their way through at different points from Azeroth to Oribos, which is, well, like, really cool. Uh, you get a chance to check out Death City. You gotta take a looky-look. Oh, I know, right? And, yeah, we're gonna talk about one of Oh my them god, today. you might even call that portal a highway to hell. <laughs> Okay. I'm funny. It would work if they were actually going to the Ma. I know, I know. They're just in like the post death, pre hell, middle space, limbo, a highway to limbo. No, because there's a. Okay, there's. Oh man, the way the Shadowlands works is fucking weird. So, like, there's Azeroth, and then there's like a layer between called the Veil that's like. That's where you kind of go when you just die before the Kyrians actually come and take your, your soul and deliver it to where it needs to go. Where, like, there are other Kyrians that can sometimes be like, oh, it's not your time to die. Go, live. Okay. And, like, that's part of our kind of gameplay mechanic of, like, you know, we corpse run. So we go run back to our corpse. But then, like, when the Kyrian pick your, your soul up, and deliver you to where you need to go, it first goes to Oribos, and then it goes to where it needs to go. I... Fucking layers upon layers upon layers. I hate this game. <laughs> Talking about this I lore don't. sucks. I, I know, I, I really do love this game, but man, trying to explain the layers of this fucking game. Goddamn. Well, I'm happy to be here and keep asking you questions and make you talk about it more. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, uh, we see more attendants, uh, we see, we all, as we do, like, a little tour around the city, we also see some of the brokers, who are another race who exist in the Shadowlands, um, 
they don't exist anywhere else, at least that we know of. Uh, and then we go back to Bolvar, and he's he's just finishing telling them about Sylvanas and what the hell she did to the to the helmet. Um, and then uh, I'm pretty sure the reason we get to go on the tour of the city is so that we don't have to hear him talk about it again because we just went through it. So like, yeah, shut up. <laughs> we know. So then it's time to see what we can find out. Um, and then we open the gateway to Bastion, which, like, some of the overseers that we're talking to, they're like, yeah, this isn't a really good idea. We don't have a lot of anima to spare. This, is, this could be a waste, but, like, okay, let's, you know, let's help try and figure out what's going on. So we use some of the anima to open a gateway to Bastion. Um, and so when we get there, we meet Clea, our first Kyrian, She's very surprised to see us. She's like, whoa, the way's open. This could mean that this drought is over. That's that's huge. Um, and she's also kind of like, you're not like any soul that we've seen before. And then starts making assumptions about us becoming Kyrian. <laughs> and it's okay. like, well, but I'm, I'm not here for that. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it, but like, not yet. Um, but... It's the Kyrian whose jobs it is to ferry souls from whatever realm of living to the Arbiter to be sorted. Um, so to find out more about this, we have to go to uh, the Greeter unit that we that we you know you're supposed to first encounter when you get there. Uh, we also meet oh, one of yeah, the first like Walmart. Yeah, basically. Um, we also meet one of the first stewards that we meet as well, Sika, who's absolutely adorable. Uh, and we have to siphon off some of the power from the nearby constructs to actually power the greeter unit. There's a lot of constructs in this area. Um, and, like, we get this very... Mon uh, I swear to God, there's so much, like, Monty Python-esque, I'm not dead yet, I'm not quite dead moments in this entire expansion. <laughs> Because we were talking to this greeter, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you're dead." And you're like, "No, not not quite, not yet. <laughs> not no, I'm still living." And then, so like, we get our first actual intro into Bastion. Um, so we sign our names into this like ledger that's it, it's it's like a guest book, uh, <laughs> and we're kind of told that like your memories and deeds that you did in life. They're, they're collected and they're stored in Bastion. Um, we ring one of the bells, which is meant to draw out any burdens that you have from your former life. And then we kind of get a rundown of what it is, um, what basically what you're meant to do in Bastion as a Kyrian. And, so, and oh. like, rid yourself of your flaws so that you can deliver souls to the Arbiter without mm -hmm. any kind of judgment. Which, on face value, actually does sound, like, kind of good. But, like... Right? Also sounds super culty. Yeah, yeah, they definitely want you to just, like, give up everything about yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, like, y'all aren't actually spirits, so are you able to do that? Does she know that you're not spirits? Uh... Not yet. Not yet. Like, cause, cause like... She's like, well, you're not like any soul that I've ever seen, but I don't think she's quite caught on that we're actually still living just yet. Okay. Okay. It's a, it's a little bit longer, I think, before she finally, like, clues in. Um, but we, like, we can essentially choose the Kyrian as our covenant a little bit later. So the most troubling of all, though... Clea has us bathe in the small pool, which is meant to cleanse the pain of passing through the veil, which is like, you know, passing through onto death. And we get, like, physical representations of what's going on, including what looks like a Kyrian being, but twisted. This is one of the ones that actually, like, attacked us in the Maw. And okay. Shit. Yeah, and, like, Clea's, like, fucking disturbed by this <laughs> um she's like it looks like a kyrian but twisted i need to think about this um i'll meet you over there <laughs> and so yeah she's not happy about it 
because uh, she's like, it looks like a Hyrian who is serving them all willingly. This doesn't make any sense. Um, uh. And then one of the ascended Kyrian shows up, and so Clea tells uh, Calisthene about it, and is like, and she's just like, well, if the Arbiter deemed them fit for the Maw, then that's not our concern. That's n- we're, We just need to keep doing our jobs. And Clea's like, no, no, no. They were willingly serving the force of evil that we're supposed to be against. Um, we should probably bring this to the Archon. And Cal yeah. is like, yeah, no, you gotta follow the path. So we're like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> we'll go follow the path. <laughs> That's a little sus. Very suspicious. Like, and like, I have so many problems with the cure. Like, I love Bastion. It's it's very pretty. It's very very pretty light. Like, very heavenly looking zone. Very like and like a lot of just heavenly look. Like they're they're angels basically. But they're so fucking culty. <laughs> mean. Kind of well, for the course, right? I mean, absolutely. We'll go more. We'll go more into like that. I think at some point in the future, it's not yet. I had though. to imagine what an angel would be like. I feel like it would be a little culty. A little bit. <laughs> Bless you. Um. Thank you. So off we go to start our, our, you know, start our path. Uh, we go find Clea's soulbind Pelagos. Um, who we have to save because he decided to do something reckless and start a ritual on his own without her. He's not ready for that. So, okay. <laughs> so we head to the next lesson in our journey, and, and we have to, like, live through some of the past memories that we did, or that we, like, just lived through. So we relive um, our battles in the Maw that we, like, just had, and then... And that's fucking traumatic. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's like it makes sense why they want you to do this because like they want you to like forget the bad stuff, but they also want you to forget the good. Anyways, we're gonna get into that later on when we come back to to, to the covenant stuff. Um, and then we also relive some of the scourge invasion and ice crown right before we get sent to the maw, and then the horde, the war between the horde and the alliance right before that, and like. So Clea and Pelagos and, like, some of the other Kirin, like, actually witness this. And they're like, huh, that's, that's not good. Um, so it it's also seems as though it's done as, as a show for others as well. In okay. some really weird way. A performance of some kind. Yeah, it's weird. Um, and so we continue on our path. Uh, we... Basically, our whole goal at this point is to speak the, to the Archon to be like, hey, something's not right. Please listen. Something is not fucking right. And so that that's our entire thing. So we head to the Temple of Purity. Um, when we get there, we see a group of aspirants, uh, like, before we're actually allowed to enter kind of the temple area. Um, we see, you know, the ones that we've seen before this, they're all blue. All their all their clothes are white and gold and stuff. And then we see some other ones who their their clothes are dark. Their skin is a little bit darker. Their hair is dark. Like something doesn't seem right here. And so we go into the temple, and we're aiding some of the disciples. Who and we are speaking to some of the more vulnerable aspirants, some of who whom actually we see transform into the darker versions. So, something's going on that we don't understand yet. Um, and so, and we do help some of them, like, kind of on their path to become a Kyrian again. Uh, and then, and then we catch one of the Disciples of Purity talking to Uther. But Uther isn't all, like, light and Kyrian, no. He's also, you know, dark clothes, darker skin. Something's up. That's not good. Uther, huh? Yeah. The dark-skinned ones, like, in cahoots with the one who was like, now you'll have your revenge. We're gonna find the... Uh, we're gonna find part of this out in a second. <laughs> <laughs> 
Alright, so we're asked to help cleanse the disciple that, um, you know, he was talking to Uther. As we kind of, like, you know, escort him back to where he's about to be cleansed, though, he's, like, he's already showing that he he's doubting. He has doubts in him. He's, he, he doesn't understand really what's going on and doesn't really like it. Um, and so we, we were asked to help cleanse him. And he ends up turning uh, to one of these darker Kyrian, and, he, and he's crying out, like, why, why, how can you just watch these aspirants suffer? Like, how can you do this without being moved? Which, like, oh, shit. I totally get, because, yeah, it's true, like, a lot of them are doubting, and they're like, I don't understand, like, why do I feel this way? And it's, oh, man, this just got reframed for me. I was listening to a podcast about, um, uh, like, kind of spiritual journeys and the last two were like the the host's separate um kind of pathway from like evangelicalism to agnosticism at best i guess and like man okay <laughs> sorry that 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 yeah that got reframed for me real quick there so and then at this point, this is when the temple is attacked, and we get our first actual introduction to what these darker Kyrian are. They call themselves the Forsworn. They're Kyrian that they don't really like the path that the Kyrian are supposed to take. They want to keep their memories. They want to keep their attachments. Yeah. Um, the she's not the leader of the Forsworn, but the one that who's like kind of leading this particular attack. Um, her name is Lysonia. She has these pamphlets all around, and they're trying to sell you the idea that, like, we don't want you to give up your memories. We don't want you to give up your past lives. And she talks a really big game. Yeah. And it's hard not to empathize. Um, and she's, like, we kind of kind of get to know her a little bit, like, through having to fight her and stuff. And, like, she's hurt that she didn't get to keep these memories. She doesn't remember anything from her life. She just remembers what it is to be a Kyrian in Bastion. And it's kind of shitty. Um, and then her soulbind, who's the Hand of Purity, who's like kind of uh, not the leader of this temple, but like one of the higher ups. Um, she points out that, you know, we do this because we need to get, we need to ferry the souls to the Arbiter without any sort of judgment at all. Like, we're not supposed to judge them. That's to the That's to the Arbiter. We're not supposed to be like, oh, well, you're a shitty person in life, so we're just going to drop you off over here in the Maw without actually giving you to the Arbiter. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, and it, like, it's, I mean, it kind of also sounds like you don't want, like, a jury that's already made up their mind about a case yeah. before they even hear it. You, the, you, you want someone who's, like, just going to do the job kind of thing. So. Absolutely. <laughs> um... So Lysonia ends up challenging the Paragon of Purity, who is the le- the leader of the Temple of Purity, and she rightfully gets put in her place. <laughs> um, but she's able to escape. We end up being able to keep like a fragment of her memory, um, and we think, hey, you know what? This could be a clue as to why she betrayed Bastion and turned and you know went all dark. So we have to go find a way to like view this memory. Kind of like, hmm. Fuck, you don't watch Star Trek. Um, what else has holograms? You know what holograms are, right? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> Thank fuck. I'm like, I don't have to explain this. Uh, so we head to the mnemonic locus. Um, and we meet. I love him so much. We meet this little wonderful little curmudgeon of a steward, Mechanicos. Um, he's the one who's like, like, made or at least overseen the construction of all the constructs in Bastion. And he's so great. Um, and, like, he's not happy to see his work be, like, corrupted. <laughs> I mean, uh, who would? <laughs> right? <laughs> so, the the locus is a tool that's, like, it's meant to extract memories to be stored in the archives. Um, and it's kind of staffed by his constructs. And he's like, they fucking they broke them i'm pissed <laughs> so so he helps us like power it up and collect lysonia's memories 
uh, about the Forsworn, and we use the network of soul mirrors to actually view the memories. Um, so we witness Lysonia before she actually ascends. So when she, before she's like, you know, when she's a, a, an aspirant, no wings yet. Yeah. Um, and then we see her as she's kind of being turned to Forsworn. Um, and then the final memory, we see a little bit first of, like, the leader of the Forsworn is talking to Lysonia and Uther. And then Uther is sent away, and we're blocked from the full memory. Because we don't have, we don't have the, um, the right credentials to see this. We're, we're not high up enough. <laughs> above your pay grade exactly we don't have the we don't have the security clearance so we have to um <laughs> we have to manually hack the locust keeper <laughs> <laughs> and by that i mean we and mechanicos fight the damn thing <laughs> um and then, so we finally get to see the final memory we don't see who the leader of the forsworn is but she tells lysonia that the Forsworn is in league with the Maw. Well, shit. Yep. Well, shit. And that. And very, I think a very clear point here too is that Uther does not know this. Oh no! It's bad. <laughs> you oh, can probably shit. see where some of this is going. Oh fuck. Yep. Oh. Right? Right? Mm -hmm. Oh, that makes me think of that video you sent me. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait until we get into the dungeons and, and the... Uh, the ra Yeah, it's... Ho, ho, ho! There are dungeons, huh? Not those kind of dungeons. Oh, my! <laughs> Not those kind of dungeons. Oh, come on! <laughs> Let a girl dream! Okay, I'll let you dream for now. We're not going to be getting into them today anyway. But we see Clea recognize, like, this isn't good. We really need to tell the Archon about this. Like, we need we need a fucking a audience with the Archon. Like, something has got to give here. Um, so we head up to Hero's Rest, which is kind of like... It, it's like the main town that you can visit if you're not part of the Kyrian. But it's not, like, their main base of operations kind of thing. Um, and we summon Polemark Adrestes. And he's like, alright, fine. Let's, you know, let, let's have an audience with the Archon. Don't squander this. Don't waste our time. This is a big fucking deal. This is a very rare thing. Like, you know, get to the point. So, we witness the meeting between all the different Paragons. Um, as well as the Archon. Um, this is when the Paragon of Loyalty seemingly learns that her the Hand of Loyalty has been turned Forsworn. Um, oh, shit. But she also does point out that the Archon has ignored warnings in the past, referring to when she brought news of Uther's whole deal to the Archon. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so the Archon's like, well, you know what? Go back to your temples. You know, make sure everything's good. Let's just let's just kind of deal with this. We're sent off to check the wards that are like meant to protect the different temples. Um, the one for purity is disabled, which that makes sense as to why it got attacked. Um, temple of, or the ward of loyalty's good. The uh, ward of wisdom's good. Humility's good. Um, and then Pelagos is like, well. You know, maybe the Forsworn could do with a few more lessons from over there. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, it's, it's true. And then we turn to the Ward of Courage. And as we do, Uther flaps his way up and destroys it. Because, you know, you gotta. <laughs> Come on, man. Damn it, Uther. So we head out to the Temple of Courage immediately because, like, this isn't good. Clea and Pelagos both recognize Uther from Lysonia's uh, memories. Um, and then Clea points out that he doesn't seem to know about the deal with the Maw. Like, that, he seems to be kept out of the loop on that one. So, I, and she wonders, like, is, is everyone aware or is everyone kind of kept in the dark about that? It's a 
It's a great question. I mean, to that's ask. a fair question. That's a fair question. Yep. Um, and so we get to the Temple of Courage. As we're flying in, uh, we see Lysonia speaking with a Mossworn champion, as well as Helia, uh, who we know is working for the jailer at this point. And the ward was sabotaged, so it's time for the Meldraxi to attack. So this is our first look at anything from Meldraxis at all. Um, and there's a very, okay. like, familiar flavor to them, us being from Azeroth. They're very Scourge-like. They're very, like, rotting, corpsey, Frankenstein's monster type things. Like, you know, things, uh, like, sewn together. Yeah. Oh, it's, 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 it's gross, but, like, it's also, like, it's, like, Halloween-y creepy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, of course, they decimate the Temple of Courage. Why not? Fuck that place. Right. I didn't like it anyway. Bad feng shui. <laughs> I didn't even get to see it before this. It sucks. Anyway, so we fight to take it over, and our new friend Thanikos, um ends up getting turned into a bone construct that is used against us. <sighs> so the Paragon of Courage asks the uh, the attacking ne necromancer why the Maldraxxi are doing this. And the answer that we are given well, is... yeah. Yeah. Um, the answer that we are given is that Bastion is part of a broken cycle, and they will be claiming the anima for themselves. <gasps> Problems. <laughs> right? Jesus! <sighs> this, so you, you, this is my pirate ship now. <laughs> <laughs> so the Paragon continues after the Necromancer, and we yeet out, um... And uh, we go back to Orbos and inform the Overseers of what's been going on while we've been away. And Bulvar's still there. And he has... He's not happy with the news. He's very unsettled. Uh, Talonar is surprised because Maldraxxus is meant to defend the Shadowlands. So something's going on. Um, and so now it's our job to find out what's ca caused them to so blatantly attack another realm. And so we activate a second gateway to Maldraxxus. But before we head out to Maldraxxus, we're going to check the auction house. Oh, shit! Boy, 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 boy! Auction time! If you like what we do, consider donating through our Patreon at patreon.com slash senpaiandbambam. If you're unable to do that, we would also appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or any other podcast service you use. It really helps us open up to a wider audience with your friends, your family, your guildies, whoever, your Uber Eats guy, your OnlyFans girl, you know, just share <laughs> us around. Did I tell you about the time that I almost sent a heart emoji to an Uber Eats driver? <laughs> I mean, why not? They're doing God's work. I mean, yeah, but it felt really awkward and I didn't do it. <laughs> I had to actively stop myself. Anyways, if you want to get in touch with us over on Discord, uh, there's a link in the show notes as well as on the website. Um, and it's open to everyone with a patron-only section. And if there's anything that you'd like to see from us uh, on Patreon, please let us know. That's cool. We need ideas now that we can't. Now that we're not doing the machinima. Yeah, do that. That that's all I got there. If you would like to come hang out with Senpai on stream? You can do that. See them fail or win at stuff. They're, they're streaming raids on Twitch as well as a few other things here and there. Always down to chat. Wow, or almost anything else. I didn't actually rephrase any of that. That's silly uh that i mean that's that's for our side but that's fine um we also now have our merch store on teespring and it's linked with twitch um so if you buy a shirt or something it does it does show up on the stream if i'm live and uh there's stickers up on squiddyverse and yeah go check that out and there's new shirts in there too i made the i made the, there's a joke from my stream i don't know if i've told you about this there's a joke from my stream of did you know spectral sight because apparently I don't know Spectral Sight, even though I have 20 Demon Hunters now. Um, 
<laughs> I made it into a shirt. Oh, oh my god, I love the inside jokes. <laughs> I'm like, we this is my birthday present. We need like one of those fancy screen printers so we can make one of the ridiculous memes I've come up with in my brain into. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Hell, if you want if you want to see some of the dumb shit that we have said on this show on a shirt, let us know. <laughs> Hit us up in Discord. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll probably do it. <laughs> like I will probably put it in there. <laughs> I hope so. I ain't about to stand behind false advertising. You want it on a shirt, like tell us. <laughs> Unless it's something like really over the top, dirty, gross, then maybe we'll within kinda tweak region. It a yeah. How about PG thirteen, fellas? Yeah. All right. So we fly into Meldraxes, and we get dumped into basically a coliseum. Um, and before we could actually like do anything else, before we're even given the time of day, we have to prove ourselves. By fighting. Uh, well, I mean, you get dumped in a coliseum, that's kind of what you think is going to happen. Murder hobos is what we are. <laughs> <laughs> is all we do in this game. So, we start carving through some of these forces. Um, uh, and then, once so once we do some of this, we are confronted by two of the Margraves in Maldraxxus. Um, or sorry, we're we're confronted by three. Two of them admit that their house has invaded Bastion, and the third Margrave, Crexus, is not happy about this. We're meant to defend oh. the Shadowlands, not conquer it. What the fuck? This goes against everything the Primus stood for. And so, Crexus's House of the Chosen kind of moves in to fight against the other two houses, and we get we. Someone swoops down, picks us up, and leaves the arena with us. Draka has saved the day. <sighs> I love Draka. I love Draka. I, I, I would let her swoop me up any day. Absolutely. <laughs> She's like, yeah, man, I fucking got you. Absolutely. Big, strong orc arms. Fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, we do not get very far because we are shot down by a dragon. Um, but we're okay. We survive, along with Draka. Uh, and she kind of starts to fill us in on what's going on. Um, and it's kind of, like, reiterated, Maldraxxus is meant to defend the Shadowlands from outside threats. Um, but with the leader of Maldraxxus, the Primus, missing, all five houses are at war. And two have fallen. And Draka's... Basically, Draka's entire, like, goal at this point is, like, to make sure that the House of the Chosen does not fall. Um, and so we head off to speak with, uh, Crexus. And, of course, we need to keep proving ourselves by weeding out some of the infiltrators that have kind of wended their way in. Uh, and we deliver some orders. <clears throat> uh, and then we have to make it over to... The Primus has left a, a stone as, like, a test... Um, and so we have to make our way over to it. We get a message from the Primus saying that the key shall honor the worthy. And the stone breaks open to reveal a hidden blade. It. Yeah, we're like, what the hell? So, okay. Well, let's go off to the Bonesmith. Because she's been around a while. She might know more about it. So we go. She doesn't. But she's like, well, a blade without a hilt isn't really any good, so go collect some stuff, I'll forge it, and congratulations, you'll have a weapon. <laughs> I like how it actually just feels that simple. <laughs> Alright, so we help forge the weapon, um, which this is a test of both our skill as well as the bonesmith's skill, because as she's forging it, um, these, like, these enchantments are, like, protecting it. So we have to fight these, like, little souls that pop out of it. Um, so we bring the blade back to Crexus again. And he tells us more about the Primus himself. How the Primus embodied the five traits of the ideal Maldraxxi soldier. And on the rune blade, 
because this is a rune blade, are five runes to represent those traits. Um, and he's like, you know what? They're also etched onto the seat of the Primus. So, like, there's something to that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Right? <laughs> is that the same kind of blade that killed Uther? Yes. Frostmourne was a rune oh, blade. Shit. I, like, rune blades are. I'm pretty sure they're an inherent, like it's a magic inherent to the Shadowlands. I believe. I don't. I don't think anything. Yeah, that's kind of what it seemed like in that video. Yeah. We watched. Yeah. Good. Good. Good catch on that one. That's where we go next. We hold up the blade to the door, and the rune corresponding with the one on the blade. Like we. So we empowered one. Yeah, we empowered one. We go to the door. Hold the blade up, and the rune corresponding to the one on the blade that we have powered up starts glowing. We're like, oh. This is the key to the place that has been locked since the Primus disappeared. Cool. Dang a Rooney! Mm-hmm. Jam it in the wall. Ah, uh, it doesn't quite work like that. <laughs> I mean, kind of, mm, No. Um... Okay. Well, we definitely need to expect a fight, though. So it's time to go find some reinforcements. So we kind of go digging around. Um, at this point, you're able to do it kind of in whatever order you want. But I'm going to go ahead and start with the House of Plagues. Um, so this is one of the houses that has fallen. It's in ruins. But we're going to go search for some survivors. And we find Marileth, uh, who... It's not entirely apparent right away, but I'm pretty sure he's suffering some sort of dementia. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, first, he mistakes us for his apprentice. Uh, and then, like, you go and collect stuff for him, which some of it is his journal pages. Um, and, oh, they did such a good job on this. So, when you get the journal pages, uh, it is a it's actually voiced like him reading them as if he were he were writing them and like Shit. the voice work is so good but you see this you, like you kind of see when the house of plagues is destroyed you kind of see his gradual decline and it hits hard <laughs> right say that kind of heartbreaking <laughs> Yeah, and like you, you can kind like you can hear it in the. They did such a good job with the voice acting in this in this expansion. Like you can hear it in his voice. He's like, well, "Where, where's the Margrave?" Um, uh, and like he can't find the words, and he can't find like, and oh, he's just he's lost, and it just it hurts. <sighs> so that was my yesterday. I was going through this and getting teary eyed over fucking Marilyn. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> So we Dang. help, <laughs> right? <sighs> I hate this expansion. It makes me cry so much. Um, so we help him make the potion that he sought to make before the house had been destroyed. Um, it was meant to protect the Margrave in case something were to happen, but of course it wasn't completed before um, they were attacked. Uh, and then. We also find out what's happened to her since the house was destroyed. Because she was caught sort of in the necropolis that, like, got brought down. And because of what the House of Plagues is, everything that was in the air transformed her into this, like, huge slime monster and it drove her mad. Oh, shit. Yeah. And, like... One of the things here, too, is, like, we, we also discovered that Marileth and the Margrave Stradama, they were soulbinds. So, like, they're both gone mad now, and it's just really sad. <sighs> Fuck this game! <laughs> oh, I just said they're together in madness. Pretty much, yeah. Um, but we gain another rune on our blade, and Marileth agrees to join us, along with his uh, little slime companions. One of who is Kevin, and it looks adorable with his little cat cake and party cat. 
I'm not even joking. When we first when we first show up at the scene of the Primus with him, Kevin has this little party hat on and like a little cake on top. It's so cute. I just I love the slimes. That's <laughs> fucking precious as shit. Oh my god. Yep. So next, I'm gonna go through the house of the con- house of constructs. Um, we go help Baron Virez. He wants he's making a somewhat reckless decision. Um, because he wants to make a push against the House of Constructs, because he says that us being mortal is, we're worth a hundred of their troops. So, okay. <laughs> Get to fight more, cool. Um, so we kind of- fighting. Yeah, so we kind of decimate some of their forces. But we can't quite get into their, like, kind of home base at all without fighting, by fighting, because there's just too many of them. So, we play dead. <laughs> we Trojan horse our way in. Um, oh, plague of possums! Pretty much, yeah! And so we, we find ourselves in a pile of corpses, and uh, in yet another Monty Python-esque moment, we're kind of like, Tossing all the corpses off of us. These are corpses of stewards, the Curians as well. And as we move the last you're one, dead. he says, I'm not dead yet! <laughs> <laughs> of course he does! Thank you, daddy! Get over here! There's a lot of moments like this in this expansion. So. That's great. So we work together with this, with this new Curian aspirant of ours. Uh, we free some of the nearby stewards. Um, one who has his tongue cut out. Fuck you, House of Constructs. I don't like you. I feel really bad for this. Um, for this steward. I. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, and then we also free one of the soldiers who's been helping us fight alongside. And the Curian aspirant is like, wait, he's Meldraxi. That's he's he's the enemy and. The Meldraxi soldier is like, no, no, no. This is a lot more complicated than all that. It's fine. I'm on your side. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and so we kind of do a little bit more digging, and we find out that they're trying to make constructs out of Kyrian flesh. Oh my god. So creepy. That is seriously fucked up. Right. On the plus side, there's some problems with this. Because the construct that they built doesn't seem to want to fight for them. <laughs> well, that's good at least. Fuck. Yeah. So we use um, we use the like we use the magic of this construct to fight against our enemies, and we fight back with our new big blue friend. And yeah, we gain another rune on our blade. Mm. Finally. We go looking for the missing Baroness of the House of Eyes. Um, so this is Draca's original house that she was part of when she first came to Meldraxxus. Uh, so we go find this uh, Baroness, and she recognizes that we're from Azeroth. Because it's Lady Vosh. Or, in this case, Baroness Vosh. <laughs> and so we give her the summons from Draca, and she's like, are you fucking kidding me? Drucka abandons us and then now wants us to work together? Like, oh, fuck off. Bitch. Right? And, like, I don't think she was, like, really privy to the fact that, like, Drucka was ordered to go to the House of the Chosen. That wasn't necessarily her choice. She's following Akarak's wishes. Fuck you, Vash. <laughs> ah, but, okay, so... Vosh decides, like, alright, well, you get to work for me for a little bit. So we do. Um, Vosh wants vengeance, basically, for, you know, for the falling of the House of Eyes. So, Justice? Uh, no, it's vengeance. She straight, <laughs> she straight up says, I will have my vengeance. So we capture a necromancer who knows kind of what's been going on. But he's like, he's like, I'm not going to tell you anything. And this is where Vosh gets scary, because she, like, actually rips it from his mind, and we get to witness it, you know, a la hologram again. And we set a trap for the Lich in charge. 
And once we defeat the Lich, it gives us another rune on our blade. And then... Two? That's what, three now? Shit! Uh, four total. Fuck yeah! Yeah. Um, and then, so... She's, like, surprised when we have this blade and that we're empowering it. And it's like, oh, that's... Something's going on here. Alright, I'll go back with you. That's, that's fine. So we get back. Bosh is still not a fan of Draka. <laughs> but, like, op not quite openly hostile, but, like, little more aggressive than passive-aggressive. Like, that kind of feeling there. between them. Like, yeah. She's There'll be some tension. There's tension. They just <laughs> need to fuck it out. Maybe. I don't know if that works. Bosh is... Okay, so... When Vosh first came to Mount Draxis, I believe she was in the form of a night elf. She actually chose to be a naga again. Which is weird to me. I don't get it, but yeah, that she's... I don't know how that works for naga. Hmm. That's a good question. Okay. So, there's still one rune left. Uh, Draka suggests that we should return to Crexus to see if he knows more. So, off we go. When we get to the House of the Chosen again, uh, the House of Constructs have retaliated, the area is riddled with corpses, both sides, and we go find Marguerite Crexus, who has been killed. Oh. Fuck. Devastation yep. all around. Yep. Um, and then Virez has his doubts about the seat of the Primus. He's like, well, what if what if we get in there and it's empty? Like, that's, gonna, that's not going to be fucking useful at all. Um, what What's going to be a better no, idea... No, it's not useful as you're fucking naysaying. Right? But he does offer a good alternative. We should be gathering our mightiest soldiers, including the Baron that was lost to the Maw. Which, of course, we should be able to do, because we escaped the Maw once... We should be able to do it again. I mean, the logic checks out. <laughs> Alright, so we head back to Bolvar and tell him what's going on. Um, Bolvar's like, I don't know exactly how to find anything within the Maw yet, but, like, maybe we can get you a fix on Darien Mograine, who's who, like, we know is still there. Um, and the only way to get to the Maw at this point is to jump from Oribos. There's, like, kind of this, like, middle pillar section that's just, like, the stream of souls going through. And so we just kind of go to the top and then jump through. And the only proper way to do it is with the back. Hard. So we go there. Um, we use an amulet and kind of clue into Darian's location. We find him unconscious in a cage. And we set him free. Uh, as we're about to get out, um, we're attacked by one of the Moss Warren. Who's like, you're never gonna escape, blah blah blah. But we're saved at the last second by a broker who calls herself Venari. And she has a business proposition for us. Um and a broker so she... does fucking brokers. Right? I don't Okay, I don't trust them, but like I also don't not trust the mm... I don't trust anything in the Shadowlands, but like I trust her I trust her more than others, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Um, so she, uh, she kind of helps us avoid the, the jailer's eyes for a little bit and agrees to conceal us while we find our baron that we're, that we're there to find. And so we do. And we get there, and Darian is suddenly face-to-face -face with his father, Alexandros Mograine. Oh, shit! Baron Alexandros Mograine. Of the Maldraxi. How cool is that? Uh, <laughs> see where this groundwork went? See where this groundwork needed to be laid? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, Venari helps us get back to the Waystone that we escaped, uh, that we used to escape originally, and we pull the Mograines through with us, which again surprises the attendants of Oribos. <laughs> so, Draco meets us in Oribos, uh, and. You know, she and Alexandra's kind of get caught up. Draka tells Mograine of Crexus's death, and Mograine's like, yeah, so 
the person who had me trapped in the maw is Viraz, and he fucking betrayed us. So we gotta deal with that. Um, uh, Darian heads back to Azeroth to tell our allies what we've learned, uh, but he vows to stand at his father's side again when he's able to, and then we head back to Maldraxxus with Alexandros again. So back at the House of the Chosen... (laughs) We confront Firaz for everything he's done. And before his reinforcements can overwhelm us, Draco once again swoops in and saves us with her big, strong orc arms. Oh, um, of course she does. Like, mm, mm, look at these guns. Absolutely. R.I.P. that pussy. A. <laughs> uh, she brings us back to the seat. And with the last rune that we got, we open the door at the seat of the Primus. Um, which, because we're the worthy, it prompts the laser cannons to shoot from the very large hands of the statue at our enemies. So, like, the entire sea of the Primus is literally a giant statue of the Primus in a seat. Wow. Very, very, very apt name. (laughs) Right? Very, like, (laughs) Temple of Zeus. I think that's where they actually drew inspiration from. Or no, 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 sorry. Temple of Zeus inspiration was actually from inside here. There's there's a big statue inside. Um, so inside, we place the rune blade in an altar, and we receive a message from the Primus. Um, first thing he tells us is the reason we're hearing this message is because something bad happened to him, and he is not there to tell us himself. But what he feared has come to pass. Zaval having been punished by the Eternal Ones and bound to the Maw um, to be the Jailer. Uh, The Primus had concerns that he was not acting alone and that he has been able to kind of warp his prison into a weapon. Which, clearly that's what he's doing at this point. Right. Um, And the reason that the Primus isn't here is because he's been defeated. We don't really know a lot else. Um, but he instructs us to bring his warning to the Archon in Bastion, the Winter Queen, and the Sire. And they must stand against Zoval once again. And the Arbiter is the key to everything. Mm-hmm. Revelations! Right? Alright, so we head back to Arbos again. <laughs> it's very, it's very, like, back and forth. <laughs> we go to Arbos a lot. Uh... We let the Overseers know know what's going on with the the Necrolords of Maldraxxus and the Kyrian of Bastion. Maldraxxus isn't going to attack Bastion anymore. Um, We go to speak to Bolvar as well. um, About... And when we get there also, we find him speaking to his daughter, Talia. Oh. So, she's known since Anduin was kidnapped that her father is alive. Um, which was a very big surprise to her, but she ended up coming through the portal that we made, that we opened, to Oribos. So she's still alive, but she just, yeah, she's just here. And now she's begging for her father to peer into the maw to find our missing friends. Well, shit. Yeah. It's, again, the fucking voice acting. Ugh. Okay. So we kind of see his vision as well. We hear Jada and Goel, um, and they're crying out. They're not giving up without a fight, essentially. And we also see Sylvanas speaking with the jailer. We we find out that they know that we got into the seat of the Primus, which is unfortunate to them. But, uh, yeah. there There's a lot. There's so much. We don't hear Anduin or Bane in that in that time at all, but that that's that's all we know so far. Now I'm gonna split the rest of it because it's getting long. So we're gonna go to the next part uh next time. Next month. So for now, on to trivia! Woo! Yeah. 
So this probably doesn't surprise you, but Bastion is largely inspired by Greek, Sumerian, Norse, and Abrahamic mythos and culture. I'd say yeah. a lot of that is in the names. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the stewards themselves could be a reference to the Owl of Athena. This hasn't actually been confirmed, but I don't care. It's d- 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 There's no way they're not. <laughs> um... The Carrions themselves pull very much from very Christian depictions of angels, so makes sense. Um, and then the Centurions and other constructs of Bastion are also likely based on automatons from Greek mythos and culture as well. Uh, Maldraxxus is very much heavy metal, like album cover themed. <laughs> like, yeah. Everything there can fit on a heavy metal album cover. I love that. Yeah. Um, a lot of the aesthetics and ar- architecture of Maldraxxus, also, like, including the names as well, like, it's, they're meant to show that they're kind of the basis of the magic that the Scourge originate from. So, like, you've got, like, the necropolises are all the same, these bones, these, you know, um, kind of Frankenstein monster constructs, like, all that kind of thing. It's gruesome. I love it for not the same reasons, but yeah. Um, and then Pelagos, Clea, and Mechanicos all become soulbinds for the Kyrians. Uh, and then for the Necrolords, we get Merileth, the Bonesmith, and then someone we haven't actually met in the story yet. But we meet her later. And voices! So, Venari is voiced by I don't know if I'm going to say this right. Aisha Salim. Um, she voices Anna from Overwatch, and she's also she was also the creative and operations manager for Disney Character Voices International for Arabic dubbing. And she's yeah. a sh- oh, an award-winning short story writer in Arabic. I couldn't find the titles of the stories, though, and so if anyone has those, let me know. Um, Clay- awesome. Yeah, I was like, that's so cool! Yeah, and I, I love her voice too. Um, Clea is voiced by Julie Nathanson. Uh, I don't know a lot of her work, but she's also Jarilla and Mech from Love, Death, and Robots, which is why I talked to you about Love, Death, and Robots earlier. <laughs> um, I don't have a voice for Pelagos because Blizzard hates me and they don't want to update that, and I'm sad. <laughs> I'm sure that's not the Figure reason why. Out. I can't and not you, Blizzard. Oh, I th- I think on, they just Blizzard. don't. I think it's because they might have other voices in the expansion that they don't want to give away yet. So I'm like, well, no, okay. I guess that's fair. Yeah, they usually update at the at the end of the expansion. Um, Mechanicos is voiced by David Shaughnessy, who previously voiced Velen in WoW, and he voices Drell in Star Wars Resistance. He's also got a lot of other like Star Wars parts as well. Um, and then Draka is voiced by Deborah Wilson, starting with Shadowlands, and I just found a web series she's in called My Sister is So Gay, and it's hilarious. I, I, I sat down to watch it today, and it's so good. <laughs> I love Deborah Wilson. <laughs> oh, she's good. But yeah, that's it. I recommend, uh, the... My sister is so gay as well. I have only seen the first episode, but it was a very entertaining first episode. Yeah, you haven't gotten And they're gotten nice to... in, like, short episodes, so it's very easy to, like, watch. Oh, yeah, and you haven't even gotten to Deborah Wilson's part yet, like... I have not. No, she was not in the first episode, but no. the premise of the show seems <laughs> funny. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. I love it. It, it gets funnier. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, so that's it. I want to do the outro. Well, we would like to thank the Winnipeg Public Library. We usually record at the Millennium Library in their beautiful Idea Mill Maker space. But in taking everyone's health and safety seriously, they are closed and we are working from home. Fuck, I miss the library. Okay. For real. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm not fine, but I'm fine. Uh, our We're intro. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll get there. Um, our intro and outro music is by Kevin McLeod. Uh, you can find his work on his website, incompetech.com. And our artwork, the beautiful, amazing artwork, is by our good friend Ben Hoffer. His Instagram is scorpiosoka 7 If you'd like to check out more of his work, he's opened up commissions. So follow him for more information about that. The 3D models he makes are, like, incredible. Oh, yeah. I put my little squid on top of my new headset, and he's, he's, he's so adorable. <laughs> um, also, he's MadBodger, at MadBodger on, uh, on Twitter. I should probably put that in our in my script. <laughs> that might be a good idea to do, right? I think so. <laughs> oh, but yeah, all right. Um, shit. How do we usually end? Dear God. Notice <laughs> you next time. I oh, know we do. No, we do something before that. I'm Sepai. I'm Bam Bam. And we'll notice you next time. There we go. We got it.